Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We've really found that a big part of being able to get clear on the things you want in your life and holding the energetic frequency of manifesting those things sometimes starts with recognizing also the things and patterns you need to let go of Mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard to realize and accept. I think Cheryl, that, um, sometimes we're sabotaging ourselves or holding, um, energetic patterns or emotional patterns that don't serve us anymore. But to me, that's been the biggest difference maker. Yes. On being able to start moving towards the more positive Correct. Um, things I desire. Welcome to In Vibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Hello and welcome to the In Vibe Life Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Cheryl and I have been talking the last few weeks. We're in what the second half of January 2021 now. And so you guys have seen we've done a lot of work on setting intentions and you know what are your goals and hopes for 2021. And I hope that you guys are Um, finding some things that you want to move forward to, some intentions you're setting, some things you want to manifest. But there's a flip side to that. (laughs) And um, we've really found that a big part of being able to get clear on the things you want in your life and holding the energetic frequency of manifesting those things sometimes starts with recognizing also the things and patterns you need to let go of mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to realize and accept. I think, Cheryl, that um, sometimes we're sabotaging ourselves or holding um, energetic patterns or emotional patterns that don't serve us anymore. But to me, that's been the biggest difference maker yes. on being able to start moving towards the more positive Correct. Um, Things I desire. And that's the first step in the process is to be aware of what your negative patterns are. And so I think that, you know, at some point in my life, and this is going to sound, oh God, this is going to sound really arrogant. I don't want it to, (laughs) but, but at some point in my life, I used to think, oh, I'm a pretty happy person. I don't really have any negative persons, 
you know, and you negative are very traits. optimistic. I'm a very you optimistic. are a glass half you know, full person, glass half which full, is awesome. Rose colored glasses type mm-hmm. person, right? So when I would hear about self help sort of things, maybe ten years ago, I'd be like, I don't need all that, right? Um, but then. When I started learning more about, this is kind of going to go on a twist here. When I started learning more about energy and things, emotions and words and patterns having different frequencies, I started to realize that not everything was treated the same, that maybe one emotion had a different frequency than another emotion. So then it made me aware of, well, I want to keep my frequency as high as possible not that bad things don't happen and that you drop down mm-hmm. into lower feelings. But um, then I started to recognize more, well, maybe not always, always during the day am I. I might be happy, but what am I doing? Is that really a good thing that I'm doing when I'm talking bad about somebody else? Is that really mm-hmm. a high-frequency behavior? No, it's not. Right. So then you start to recognize, well, why would I sit around with a group of friends and talk bad about somebody else? Why would you do that? Right. Right. And then you start to explore what you're feeding with that pattern. Right. So you're starting to explore and that's part of like starting to explore your emotions throughout the day, things that trigger you or make you feel not in such a positive way, whether it makes you have low self-worth or you start to do something that you don't want to do, or you're quick to anger, those sort of things that you want to change about yourself is just recognizing that they're even there. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first step. Yeah. I think, uh, it's kind of that taking a really hard look in the mirror at yourself. And it's interesting because I was going to say, I think this is an important step. If, you are feeling stuck or feeling like everything's just not going exactly like you want it to. Or maybe, um, for me, I had a lot of years of, I know that I want to get from A to B and I just can't move off dead center. So what's preventing me from doing it? And that, that was a big thing that prompted me to do a lot of deep diving and soul searching. But it's funny because you're saying, I actually didn't even feel like that. I felt pretty good about my life. And I still realized there were some things keeping me from getting to an even greater place. If greater is even a way to describe it, but um, to call more into your life that you want or to get more intentional Mm -hmm. on your life. So that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it Mm -hmm. like that. So maybe no matter what's going on in our life, it's, some point from time to time in the beginning of the year is a good time to do that, to do that inventory of ourselves on, um, what are some patterns I have in my life and, um, maybe things that I'm identifying with Mm -hmm. a lot or, um, continuing certain behaviors Mm -hmm. and, you know, I know that we've had a lot of podcasts lately and talk just an easy way to put this out there is how are we eating? What are we putting in our bodies? That's a very like physical world, three dimensional thing to look at. But that might be a pattern you want to release. Exactly. Like I eat, I eat too much sugar. Oh, me too. Too much sugar. (laughs) And I'm a snacker. Mm -hmm. Like I'm an all day snacker, but that snacker sometimes is on a candy bar. Uh Yeah, I just messed that up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, that could be a pattern you want to release. Well, then you have to look at like, why do I feel like at three o'clock every day, 
I need to, or the minute I walk in the door that I need to eat and I need to eat something sweet. And it may you be know? chemical. It may be because of what you have totally. or haven't eaten otherwise, but it could also have an emotional tie. It could have an emotional, but exploring that you might figure that out, whether it's chemical or emotional. Yeah. And that was just sort of an easy thing to throw out there. I think the work we really need to do is getting Deeper. down into those. Yeah. Deeper patterns. And, um, you know, we, we had an article last week that I that we put out there. It was an article we reprinted from heartmath.com. And let me see, what was the title of it? I had it pulled up. Is it possible to care too much? And it's about a term they called overcaring. And we put it out there exactly because we've been talking about this a lot and thinking about this a lot. And that article in particular struck home with me. Mm-hmm. I'm an overcarer or a worrier. All of us have a uh-huh. little bit of it or tend to can't go there. Even if mm-hmm. it's not your first thing to be like, oh, not me. Wait till you hear some of our examples from yeah. this article. <laughs> well, but worrying was definitely one of my patterns. Yeah. And I realized that a long time ago. And I mean, it's been a lot of years of working on it and I still do it. Well, also you being trained as an attorney, one of my other really good friends who's an uh-huh. attorney, I think that's your job. You think about everything that could go wrong. You're looking for the possibilities. But now then the work is like, uh uh-oh, how do you keep that at work and not in your everyday life? Yeah. Well, and I think part of the patterning for me is I was raised by a worrier. And so that was my template of motherhood. Mm-hmm. in a way is I ought to be thinking about all these things for my kids. I, this is how I keep them safe. I mm-hmm. think about everything that go wrong. I worry about them and it's hard not to, I mean, it's you know, hard not to. my 16 year old drives away. I'm probably going to be looking at my watch yes. until he gets back. <laughs> so I'm not saying that, Oh, just everything's yeah. great. Just let it all go. But are you worrying about things you really can't control or that really aren't your things to be worrying about. I think that that's a big realization for me. Or you worrying so much that it creates anxiety and fear, you know, those sort of patterns in you or anger. Mm-hmm. Can you worry so much it creates anger, right? Are you too are you attaching yourself too much either to the other person or to the outcome? No matter like mm-hmm. we're talking about it with mothers, but I think um, we saw a lot of people attach the outcome of our election too much to their personal lives. And it created anger and hate amongst each other. And I'll be the first to admit, if I sat and looked at things that I cared about a lot with the outcome, I would start to feel bitter and angry. And, you know, my underlying fear of the outcome would create unpleasant feelings and anxieties in my body. And Mm -hmm. that was not about my kids at all. That was about something that I'm not sure I had any input with at all, you know, Mm -hmm. other than casting your vote and who knows if it's counted or not, but maybe it is. (laughs) I'm doing it just in case. But you know, you, you attach yourself to the outcome so much that you, then you're weighing on every little thing and putting too much value in that, you know, what's going on in politics is, going to make me happier or not happier. Yes, it does affect my life, Mm -hmm. but I cannot let it affect my happiness. Right. You know, and there's work to that. So I have Mm -hmm. to, um, when the conversation goes there with some of my other friends, I have to take a step away or maybe not read the text or, you know, just not put too much value in it. Mm -hmm. 
to help me not go there. Because yeah. That'll be and my that tendency. was one of the, it's really, it really is a, first of all, a huge heart math fan in general, but it really is a good article. It's like to go check article. out. I, I mean, for me, it's something I have thought about a lot before. So it was sort of a nice way to organize those thoughts and for me yes. to see some tips. Mm -hmm. But, um, maybe if you haven't thought about it before, um, like, I mean, let me just give a couple examples. You know, a spouse who wants to reassure their partner that they love them ends up um, stifling them with mm -hmm. too much attention, and then they mm -hmm. start to feel trapped, and then they mm -hmm. want out. That's, you know, again, that that's just an example from the article. You can put that same thing on parenting or friendships parenting, or friendships. any relationships. Or, um, like you said, your greater community, our country, right. our world in general. I think at work that can happen with um, employees starting to have fear around their job, right? And then that can turn into maybe office gossip or, you know, which then become toxic in an environment such as an office that needs to work together as a team. Mm -hmm. You know, that toxicness of worry, anxiety, and fear doesn't really resonate with a team that's trying to serve a community or whatever the greater goal of a business is, toxicity doesn't typically work. And it can lead you to quit, be fired, mm -hmm. that's, a, you know, changing because of it. So that's part of that over, over attaching, right? You know? Over attaching. And also, you know, with yourself, maybe patterns of judgment, yeah, um, that's a good big one. Um, mm -hmm. Victimization, and by that I mean like considering yourself a victim, yeah. I feel like comes up a lot. And that's not to diminish people who have been victims of things. No, um, exactly. These but, are all just patterns right. that you might possibly want to release or that we've recognized we've mm -hmm. had to release them. Yeah. Um, just like realize you are in control of your attitude at least. Your perception. And so this to me, like, um, again, like I said, I've been a person who's fallen into that pattern of over caring or overdoing too much for others. And it comes from a good place because it comes mm -hmm. from, you know, a servant's heart and wanting to help. But then sometimes you can take it to a place that's really beyond what the person you're helping even wants. Yeah. Um, that's been a adult children lesson for me as my children have gotten older, but I think it can be true with anyone, even mm -hmm. organizations, charities, and, you know, different mm -hmm. things like that. You can just so identify with helping others mm -hmm. that you can almost go overboard, I think, to a place that they really don't even want you to be anymore because you're interfering with their autonomy and their ability yeah. Yeah. Um, to live their life authentically and as they wish to live it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, it, you know, it's a fine line and a hard lesson, but that's why these deep looks at yourself can be useful. Mm -hmm. So a tool that we've talked about for that before is doing some journaling. journaling. And I know we talk about journaling a lot, but it really, it's a way for a book or a paper to be a therapist for you or for totally. you to help yourself be your own therapist. Yeah. And you can have it with you wherever you go, mm -hmm. you know, it because it might strike you in the middle of the day somewhere that you like, Oh, that just triggered me. Let me write about it. Let me spend five minutes writing it down so that maybe at the end of the day, you reflect on the things that you wrote. Right. Yeah. And it's just as good self-discovery is through journaling. You know, another one you need to talk about is movement. 
Ah, uh, totally. You can change energetic patterns through through body movement. Through body movement. Um, we see it all the time where emotional pain shows up physically in the body. And if you can release the emotional pain, the patterns of restriction or old patterns will diminish in the body. And you can reroute because even when you have, for example, been a victim mm -hmm. or whether it's been of another person or just a traumatic occurrence, a car wreck right. or a car wreck. when I tripped and fell a few yeah. weeks ago and you hurt my ankle, no, <laughs> my, my, my body was holding the memory of, of that instance and that pain. And we actually, Stephen and I did some work releasing mm -hmm. that trauma. And then I started making progress. It was crazy. I know it sounds crazy and it was, but I'm telling you, it was a day and night difference for me and so you know recognizing that sometimes maybe even if the journaling or the deep dives or the motions seem too much for you or just don't resonate with you even physical mm -hmm. movement yeah. can unleash yeah or release or patterns that are emotional or hands-on movement because uh -huh. like you know steven does hands-on work with you that releases that and he's done that with many um Patients, like we've seen where, you know, say it's a diver that their trauma is in, you know, constantly hitting that water with their head, right? Mm -hmm. There's trauma in that every time they dive into that water. So you can change and reverse those patterns through work. Okay. And so that was a good point because so Steven does hands-on physical therapy. He's a yes. holistic physical therapist. He does mm -hmm. fascial release and myofascial release and mm -hmm. has other techniques, craniosacral therapy. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is a good time to seek professional help sometimes I think is when you really are stuck in a pattern yes. and, and trying to get past it. So that let's talk about some of those ways. That's one that's one way. way. It's the hands-on manual work to maybe mm -hmm. your your fascia is holding patterns in your body. Your, it can hold it from the mm -hmm. car wreck. Yours was holding it from the fall. That mm -hmm. sort of stuff can be held in that pattern inside the fascia in your body. Mm -hmm. So through myofascial release, you can release those patterns. You know, neurological patterns are there. Like cranial sacral work will release mm -hmm. that sort of pattern. And you might not even have any clue that that's what's happening mm -hmm. when you're getting that sort of, and that's okay. Way. Because remember you hold these memories and you hold these patterns in your subconscious yes. a lot of times. So that's why the need for the deep introspection is so important. You may not even in that 5%, 10% of your conscious mind be aware of these patterns. You just see the results that keep coming up. Yeah. Why does the same thing keep happening to me in my life over and over again? Here I am again in this circumstance over yeah. and over again. This is how we see it, whether it's a relationship or a job or with my kid or with myself or I gained the weight again or whatever right. it is. When the patterns show up over and over again, uh -huh. that might be a sign or a clue yeah. that it could be time to go do some of those deep dives. And so again, journaling can help you with the dives. Um so can therapy. So that's another Talk professional therapy. I would bring mm -hmm. in. And for me, seeing a couple, I'm like wellness counselors, spiritual counselors, which mm -hmm. is the path I take over the last several years, that has been a key for me in uncovering some of those patterns and even, you know, deep seated energetic templates I'm holding and ready to free myself of. And I've needed someone else 
that neutral party to talk about those things to and reflect them back to me. And often I've been the one to say, oh, I see what I'm doing. It yeah. hasn't been that someone's telling me what I'm doing. It's just right. they offer me a safe place to talk it out. I have to put in a little disclaimer. When Amy is talking, I am not snoring. The dog <laughs> is at my feet snoring. <laughs> I was like, I'm pleased. I hope people don't think that's me sitting over yeah, here snoring. Listening. Yeah. yeah, I'm not boring her that much. <laughs> but yeah, Chewy is so Chewy. happy. Chewy loves recording podcasts. We'll take a picture of him after we finish this and put it on social media or something. Like, you just, awesome. this is what he does while we're recording. He lays at our feet and sleeps, and he gets some of his best sleep while we're working. So I'm sorry if you can hear him. Um, but anyway, yeah. So talk therapy, yes. you know, whether it's a traditional psychologist, or psychiatrist, or wellness. Amy a and friend. I, that's how Invibe came yeah. to, into being is us talking about these patterns and tools and stuff that we were using. This but is... as much as we've helped each other as friends, there have been some things that I've still benefited from that neutral person. Oh, totally. And also when, when you've got an hour... Mm-hmm. They push you along. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, now why don't you write something about that? Or why yeah. don't you talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit more? It's like, okay, I was they ready have to just, tools. <laughs> I was ready to just move on. And then, you know, there are some of the other modalities we've started to introduce and we'll introduce more like Reiki. We did a podcast with Izzy Swanson, who's mm-hmm. a Reiki master. You can go look at that podcast. Um, there are other forms of energy healing. Um, I know I've heard a lot about hypnosis and um, tapping and there are a lot of different modalities out there that are set up breathing techniques explicitly to help with this because those patterns are really deep. Again, and when they're held in your subconscious, they're really deeply held. Sometimes you need to go really deep or beyond to start breaking them up and releasing them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. That's true. Um, and there's some, I, I, there's tools to, so that's the self-discovery tools and the tools to release them versus to recognize them. But um, one thing that I have done in the past, and I think we've mentioned this in some of our podcasts, is maybe you write down that inner, that emotion, that feeling, that pattern, whatever it is you're trying to release, write it down and burn it. Yeah, you like the physical. like that. I like the physical. You do. I think that's uh-huh. just my... Mm-hmm. Go to, right? I like that idea. Burn it, release it, let it go. It's no longer there, you know? And so for me in writing or journaling, I've made a declaration. Um, I think I've talked about that before. Like I have learned all that I need to learn through feeling like a victim. I now want to learn through energies of lightness and empowerment. Oh, that's beautiful. So be it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you need to write it every day for a while. And right. that's okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's something that I have found that I think okay. has really helped for me are those um, sort of spiritual declarations or ener- yeah. energetic declarations. That's beautiful. That I'm ready. Like, it helps mm-hmm. me even admit to myself and put it out there in the universe I'm ready to move past this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to identify with this pattern any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you know, and realize the power of the I am statement. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. You know, whatever you say, and if you're familiar, if not Google it, the powerful I am statement, whatever you say after I am, you're really equating to yourself and you're giving a message to your subconscious mm -hmm. that that is what you think or feel. So I am, you Healthy. know healthy. I am, I am well, strong. my favorite. I am, <laughs> I am well. That's why I use I am well so much mm -hmm. because I have been working through these patterns mm -hmm. and I have to remind myself sometimes, mm -hmm. but the reverse is true. What you've been telling yourself for a long time is that, um, I am unlucky. Yeah. In love. Right. I am not able to find a good job. Yeah. I am always a victim. I am, you know, yeah. always the last one for my friends to call. I am always, um, whatever it is. Yeah. That's, that's, you're creating your own reality. persona and reality yeah. because you're telling yourself that that's the truth. And, um, yourself mm -hmm. is going to believe you. Yes. You know, you, you yes. are the greatest voice mm -hmm. to your inner being and to your subconscious. And so realize how powerful you are mm -hmm. to yourself. I hear that often in the studio and these are, this might seem minor, but you know, I'm trying to make progress with somebody's body and I'll, I'll often get, Oh, I'm so tight. Mm -hmm. I'm so weak. I'm so, you know, Oh, my hip is just not going to ever do that, that kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of that that gets said because we are exploring the body through the movement. Uh -huh. So they do, they do, it is true. They do feel the tightness or they do feel the weakness. But then my goal sometimes as the trainer is to change the conversation, you know, and how can we work with this tightness as a support system for you or build strength around your tightness mm -hmm. so that... It serves you versus hinders you. So that's important. Every single one of these things we're talking about recognize the gift in it yeah. because it's been there to help you in some way or teach support you. you in some way or teach you in some way or all of the above. But I see mm -hmm. that a lot too when I'm teaching teachers and they think that, oh, I'll never be able to do all the advanced work because of my back problems. And I'm like, no, but because of your back problems... You are going to relate to the person that comes in the door that has them. And like 80% of our population has back problems. Uh -huh. So if you've experienced the path you're trying to take them on, then you're their hand to guide them on the way. And you can learn so much through your own injuries or setbacks physically when you start to teach somebody else how to move mm -hmm. in a physical way. It's such a great tool. To well, help. but even to teach yourself. To teach Even yourself. To teach yourself, yeah. Yes, it definitely, the body is, it, I feel like the body is always tapping us on the shoulder saying, hey, this is going on. Hey, that is going on. You know? And that's been what I've learned through working with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's it's definitely, and, and, and that's my goal too, is to teach my clients, you know, to listen to those things as just guidance versus bad things. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just guiding you to where you should be going, you know? And so even on those energetic things that come up again, part of the ceremony yeah. of releasing them is being grateful for them because yeah. they served you in some way. Mm -hmm. First of all, you grateful got to the point you realize you need to release them in order to move forward. Even mm -hmm. that is, um, something for which to be grateful, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think we, we learn from those things, totally. but we also, um, 
this is where we've talked before. Like you have to free yourself from some of those things that hold you back in order to have freedom towards the Mm -hmm. new things you want to bring into your life. Mm -hmm. And so this is just a key component of it is releasing those old patterns Mm -hmm. of getting onto that bridge to freedom and moving towards the things you want in Mm -hmm. life, which, um, you know, we have a lot of tools out there for that. Um, I think there's a lot of guided meditations you can find on the uh, internet. That's true too. That will help you go through meditations to mentally recognize, see Mm -hmm. them walk over a bridge to Mm -hmm. release them, find the other side, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think this was good. Yeah. Good conversation on releasing those old patterns and, you know, how to recognize them, what possible patterns are there if you're like me and didn't realize that you had any for a while, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and then recognize them, figure them out, maybe discover where they're coming from in order Mm -hmm. to release them. And don't be scared of them. Yeah. Don't be afraid of them. And, you know, maybe create a little ceremony in yourself. Mm-hmm. or with yourself to release some of them or seek tools or seek professionals to help you. Right. And then well. you can start the fun parts of moving towards those moving things you'd really love to yeah. call into your life and totally move towards your desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm sure in our show notes, we're going to have a link to a great journal that you can use yeah. to help you on this journey. Um, And we look forward to talking again next week. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Invibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at invibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.